I hate poetry. And I love poetry. Poetry is like the COVID vaccine. You don't know which one you're going to get, but you know it's going to be a pain in the ass. I mean, um. Are you sure you went to a real doctor? I'm actually really excited about this episode because this is our first user-submitted episode where we've asked people to submit their poems and we're going to analyse them and evaluate them with the help of uh, Jack Greenwood here. Hi guys, nice to be back. I feel like you're going to be quite a harsh critique from when we had you on the last episode. Uh, In Nottingham we call that tough love. (laughs) So after each poem, Jack is going to tell us whether he'd print out the poem and hang it on his wall or shove it down the toilet. Basically, you're all competing for his approval... Uh, and this is going to be amazing. Which, I should add, doesn't mean anything. This is generally just for entertainment value. So, uh, let's go! Uh, just a word of warning, I've ran out of toilet paper, so I, I, I'll just be using all of them as toilet <laughs> paper. But not in a bad way. They're useful and they're beautiful poems. So let's start with our first poem. This is quite a short one. This is by Olive Y. Ooh. At Olive Y underscore poet. Let me sit back, inhale this smoke, and watch you do dirty things to others. Does it have a title? Or is that is it just... Um, she didn't send a title, so... Okay. She just sent me this. I do like it, though. I think it's short and snappy, and I love the ambiguity. It is, yeah. As you sort of... You can imagine it to be lots of different places. I like how it's short and sexy. That's, that's kind of how I roll, you know? Um, I don't know if the writer's British, but, you know, dogging's quite popular in the UK. Just going to leave it <laughs> at that. I'd... Good lord! I I get a kind of American vibe from it, like, uh, it has, like, motel imagery, or, like, Mm. campfire imagery. Um, I'm I'm kind of picturing, Mm. like, a security guard smoking and watching through, like, security camera footage of, like, some some dirty things happening in some sort of Mm. motel room. I like like that it's open to interpretation, but also at the same time, it's very, like, I like what the tone that it's evoking mm. it's very voyeuristic isn't it like yeah you, you it's like that thing of when, when you're watched like you act differently and it's mm. sort of like he, he's watching people supposedly without their consent or without them knowing and mm. so they're just being themselves because well I, I i think it's quite the opposite actually i think the idea of sitting back is kind of like you're not there's no secrecy in it is there mm-hmm. um it's they're not discreet room. Yeah, okay. they're just like yeah, no, that's they're, true. they're watching that's some true. cuck sort of behavior. Yeah, actually, that's true because he, who, who, well, he, we don't know who the speaker is, he or she, but they, they, they say, "Let me sit back," as in like, I'm disengaging from what you're doing to observe it, rather yeah. than like get involved. So, yeah, and I think it's, in, I like the word dirty because it's ambiguous. Like it could mean sexual and sort of that yeah. way, or it could mean dirty, like mean and no, definitely you know, sort sexual. of mafia. <laughs> it definitely means sexual. Don't take this away from Jack. I know it's, I know it's, am, I know it's ambiguous in the languages, but let's be honest, it's sexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something quite dirty about smoking as well, isn't there? Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The smoke. Yeah. So, would you put this on your wall, Jack? Um, maybe in the in the in the bedroom. I I oh in the bedroom. Oh, maybe maybe. I, I, you know, what I would do. I would, I would, I, I would put it on my wall. I would put it on my wall, but I would need an image to go with it. Oh, okay. I would, okay, because it's so, it's so like evocative of an image mm. that I, I don't know. I think it, if you added this to an image of anything, it would, it would flavor that image in a very specific and dirty way. Okay, mm. um, I like that. So I, I, I think this would go well on a poster. 
Okay. I could see it in like a, a smoking area and like a club somewhere mm. and just like sort of spray, maybe Ooh. spray painted on the walls or yeah. just like in a, a, what do they call it? Like a motif on the wall. Mm. Um, I, th- I think it would be interesting because I think poetry can be like art in that way. I think you can. Yeah. This is a bit of a longer one this time. Uh, who wants to read it? I will read it. Can you wrap it? <laughs> I could try. I could try and wrap it. Okay. Um, so this is... <laughs> so, that's a beat. So um, this was sent to us by Paul Madigoski. Hope I said your name right, Paul Madigoski. Uh, and it's called Centerfold of a Broken Mold. And that sounds like a wrap. It does, doesn't it? Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to wrap it. Go ahead. A flat palm on the fresh face of the fatalist saint while I loudly state in a state of ire I'm no longer accountable to the human shame of following the footsteps through prelaid blame free to examine the same facts yet with different conclusions to dispel or remake the self-same confusions heal the <laughs> heal the contusions of self-made illusions alluding to elusive memories of emboldened statistical anomalies finding we're better suited for a different point of view pointed plumes of evidence loom to prove that we're not meant to be these characters of bruised resolve yeah Nice. <laughs> Gosh, that's a Shakespeare rap. That is. That was, that was cool. It yeah. actually worked. Uh, have you? Did you read this pre before we started, Jack? Because that that really worked with the rap. <laughs> I, I I gave it a quick read. Like I, I just wanted to be slightly familiar, but I didn't sit down and like analyze them. So I, I have no like ideas as to what it could mean just yet. Um, okay. But I, when I read it, I was just like, "Whoa! This this feels like it has like MF Doom or like Eminem like multisyllabic rhyme structure things going on, mm. where like yeah. oh, oh it, it's rhyming words within the sentence that still ends with a with an AB rhyme structure thing." I fuck, yeah. I completely fucked that entire explanation, but like it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's I, got a real rap rhythm meter to it. Yeah, it's got internal rhymes which i really like that's as well, the, what's like the said. very simple yeah. thing that i was trying to say <laughs> <laughs> shall we go line by line and see what we can make out of it all right cool so a flat palm as in like a hand yeah on the fresh face of a fatalist saint this uh, is like that's like a poetic way to say a face palm right a flat palm on the fresh face Oh, well, sure. It could be a slap. That's what I was thinking. He's slapping yeah. someone around the face. It's a slap to the face. Oh, okay. Fa- fatalist is about destiny. Fatalist means like whatever you do, you can't change your destiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like we're so, locked into the whatever we're about to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. But he he's saying a slap to that person though. Okay. Oh, so is this the person who like feels they can change their destiny? All right. So this person's really yeah. like bigging themselves up. All right. And he yeah, already has definitely. by slapping this person in the face. Because He's, they're in a state of ire, so that they're, they're like they're annoyed at that person's philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, definitely. That's interesting. Because like all we know about this person that he's slapping is that they're they're fatalist. Mm. Are you a fatalist, uh, Jack? Um, no, I think I think that you can change. I think I think that that I don't think that destiny is locked. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I I don't think I believe in destiny. I think that at any point anything can like happen. That changes mm. things in the but then again like is that all built into it i don't know i think people are free have free will mm-hmm. to some extent yeah yeah i think we have to engage with our destiny like it it's it's fine to sort of say oh this is what's going to happen but then like if you're not making if you're not doing things to get there yeah like sure. it's like if you and dylan for example like oh you know we're going to be like screenwriters and directors and actors and whatnot and then but then you're like oh what are you doing towards that and you go well, i'm just sitting at home watching telly i'm not 
I'm not putting writing. poems on my wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you know, you... I don't watch telly, Charlie. I analyze structure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? It is. Um, yeah. Some. I feel like some people don't have a destiny because they don't self-appoint one, right? Like, what is what is your destiny if you just sort of sit there and do nothing? If you that's you your destiny, to... then, right? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I guess but, when we think but... of destiny, we think of achievement nowadays, don't we? We think of something we're destined to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a, like mm. a super Western romantic idea, though, isn't it? Like I'm destined sure. to do this and achieve this. I'm no longer accountable to the human shame of following the footsteps through pre-laid blame. Cool. So they're not mm. they're not following the footsteps. They're forging their own path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's this pre-laid blame? How do you interpret that? I mean, you could take it as in a religious way, right? You could potentially sort of think of, or just people trying to shame you, right, and say you can't do what you want to do. You've oh, got yeah, to yeah. follow this path, right? Yeah. Potential uh, sins as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You always hear it in songs and um, literature where people say, oh, um, for all the sins I will do, people know they're not going to, obviously you can't be completely mm. amazing all the time. Maybe sure. it's got something to do with that. Well, if he's mm. using like words like saint, then you got to, there's some, there's some religious imagery yeah. Yeah. in there. So that's, I think it's valid to look at it like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Free to examine the same facts, yet with different conclusions, to dispel and or remake the self-same confusions, heal the contusions of self-made illusions, alluding to elusive memories of emboldened statistical anomalies. I love this idea. Again, it goes back to the fatalist, doesn't it, thing, with yeah. mm-hmm. trying to see what you can change and what you can't change, but you're free to examine it in different ways. Mm, yeah. You'll still believe it's this way, right? Yeah. So he's, 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 he's free to examine the same facts that everyone Everyone else is seeing and examining, yeah. but he's coming with different conclusions because he's this like you know broken mold dude who's so original. Mm. Um, yeah, dispel or remake the same confusion, the self same confusion. See, this line is like, oh, what's going on here? So, yeah, it felt like the the second half. It felt like he's he's being very clever with words. I like it. Mm. I'm just not sure how much like how how much if it's just words that rhyme <laughs> or. <laughs> I, I, a little bit, it's getting that way. Yeah. He's, it's he's, no, it's he's no very... insult to the writer. I just, I, yeah. you know, I, I think it's very clever. But um, I, I sort of, I get that, that like statistical anomalies works because it's like a statistical anomaly is something yeah. that's outside of the ordinary, right? So yeah. that, there's just the other bits that I'm, it might be more personal to them that they have a meaning for those lines, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, cause he's sort of just repeating himself a little bit. But with mm-hmm. just fancier and fancier words, with like the rhymes are getting more impressive, but yes. it's it's just repeating the same thing again. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think maybe a draft two may be in order, where it's a little bit, yes, a, li- <laughs> oh, a little bit true. <laughs> I, no, I really like I really like what they're trying to say, but it's, it's mm, getting same. a little bit repeaty. I don't I agree. Sort of what's the last bit? Like, there's no progression or heightening or anything. Mm. Finding we're better suited for a different point of view, pointed plumes of evidence loom to prove that we're not meant to be. These characters of bruised resolve. Okay, see that feels like a nice wrap up to to the idea yeah. of just like they're kind of like we are destined, if you will, to 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 go in different paths. We're we're, we're better suited to see things from a different point of view. Mm. So like, yeah. uh, that, yeah. I, I I like the way that that wraps up, and I like that mm. the last word doesn't rhyme with anything. It's because everything else is rhymed, right? It feels yeah. like it, it's an end. Whereas if you rhymed it, it would feel like it wants to continue. Yeah, maybe. That's where you drop the mic on resolve. Yeah, because uh, and then that kind of fits in with the like, because the rhyming is like it's the same, so it's the same, 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 same. No, I'm different, mm. and then it ends. <laughs> and, and so yeah, yeah kind of that 
that kind of ties in with the whole, you know, yeah. it, it mirrors the mold. content. Yeah, 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 and I like that. So, Jack, would you put this centerfold on your wall? As is, I think it's a little wordy. Um, okay, but with a with a slight trimming, I, I think I would I would happily put this uh, on on a wall next to some sort of record scratch machine, <laughs> so I could like wrap it out. Cause yeah, because it, it's got such it's got such rhythm. <laughs> great idea. It's great. No, I I, I agree. I, I love. I, it makes me want to put it in a song. Yeah. What do you think, Dylan? Mm. You've said very little on this one. Don't turn this on me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an um, opinion. <laughs> no, I, I I think it's um like you know I I like I like rap. Um, I like my grime. I, I do. I actually do. A lot of people don't think I you, do. You but, said um, it like, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the rap. The uh, rap, the kids yeah. Say. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of what rap can say and what it can do. You can say a lot more in rap. And um, I feel like this guy said maybe a bit too much for a rap. Like the whole point of rap is, I feel, um, again, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on it but I do enjoy it, is that you can say a lot in very few words um, mm, so that you yeah. can do it fast and you can get the point across. Whereas, uh, yeah, as much as it sounds cool rapping it, I feel like it is way too wordy for someone to take it in. But maybe that's a good thing because it repeats itself. So maybe you get a bit more from it than you would usually. Mm, mm. Yeah. And I think as well, like what I said earlier about the, um, it, it might have more meaning to the person who, who raps it, mm. perhaps that might you know yeah. they might be able to it, it show us a bit more about it. This is all assuming that it's a rap, which I don't think it is. But tough, <laughs> <laughs> we've yeah. already wrapped it. Can you <laughs> imagine? No yeah, I know, right? I really oh, don't think gosh. that it was meant to be a rap, but I'm telling you, Paul <laughs> Madagoski, this is a rap. <laughs> it was at that moment by B Lauren and that's at b.lauren.poetry I suppose I shall read it it was at that moment stood barefoot on the patio clapped heels and bruised toe when i Trapped remembered heels. it was at that moment <laughs> i'm sorry it's all right it's all right that jack realized he fucked up um <laughs> it was at that moment stood barefoot on the patio trapped heels and bruised toe when I remembered how it felt to grieve. The fall, you see, does not come like a swallow, diving deep between a cavern. It is like potholes or speed bumps or cracks in the garden paving. They, yes, grief is a they, catch your skin off guard like drop pins or dent your tires before you have had the time to slow down. They wait and make their move. Sometimes they leave me for months. Sometimes I wonder if they have flocked south for winter. But, like potholes, or speed bumps, or cracks, they always come back. Love Oof. it. Ouch. Dark stuff. Yeah. I really never. I never really seen grief as a thing that's sort of never ending. Like I, I never saw it as a feeling that would that will always come back to you. That's a bit scary, isn't it? Like mm -hmm. you, you will is. always feel this way at some point, right? That's what it's saying. Uh, mm. well, have you never heard the, the thing of just like it never goes away, but it gets easier every day, right? Like that's sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah like you don't stop grieving over someone who's died that you love, don't you? Though Jesus, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. It's been two weeks. What's your name? <laughs> no, but um, like I feel like time changes your perception on how you feel about something. Like I don't feel like um, I'm grieving about someone that died, you know, maybe ten, fifteen years ago in my family. Yeah. I probably have fond memories of them, but I wouldn't say I'm still grieving. I feel like grieving is a very specific feeling, um, and I think the f comforting thing about grieving 
I guess, if there is one, mm. is the fact that it is short term, hopefully, that you are in this uh, depression for a short amount of time. Like, mm. um, And that's why I feel like it, it is in this poem. That's why it's called It Was At That Moment. Like, it's it's, it's not just a moment, but it's. I feel like it's a short time that you, you feel and then it comes back again. Yes, yeah. that's, that's kind of what I feel is happening mm. here. Oh, like, oh, so it's been a while, but it's come back in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it stings you and then it leaves again. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No, I can accept that. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I like the way you put that. Go on. Yeah. You can have that. <laughs> I think it's quite poignant. Um, and I, I, yeah, I, I really love this poem because it, it does, I mean, things like, like potholes and cracks and things like that are things that annoy us. And like, she talks about like having a stubbed toe mm-hmm. and a bruised, br- bruised toe and chapped heels. Um, and I'm constantly like stubbing my toe on things and all that. And it is yeah. so annoying when you're walking around in like your shoes and like it, you, you know, you, you, you hurt your foot as you walk and it's just, it's like constantly, it's mm. low level pain, but it's in the background. And so I just, I really like that metaphor. Yeah, but the thing is, is potholes, cracks, and speed bumps are things you can avoid. Interestingly enough, so maybe it's something about maybe if you distance yourself from that person or that thing, mm-hmm. you might not feel that grief. You know what I mean? That's true. But like one day you're going to be caught off guard and you're not going to be paying attention and you will hit a pothole because they're yes. so they're so prevalent. So and that's when mm. it'll get you, right? Oh, so yeah. It's when it, yeah, when you've stopped working on it, it'll come back when you're least expecting it. Yeah, so I mean, they, that makes it kind of an apt metaphor. Definitely. And like, I feel like the potholes thing is quite relevant because obviously like, it feels like here anyway, like a few years ago, they filled in all the potholes. And now, like literally in the last few weeks, it feels like they've come back again. Why is grief a they, do you think? Could it be like re- relating to the number of people they could be grieving? So like grief isn't a he or she. It's 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 you can grieve anyone, uh, whatever, like whatever gender they bees. are. Or yeah, or animals oh, as yeah. well. Uh, uh, non-human things yeah I, I really love this poem it's a good one um, specifically on the the, the griefers of they it says catch your skin off guard like dropped pins so it's like it's like a, a collective of things that mm. kind of that, and like ah. you know there are potholes everywhere it's like grief is spread out and it's multiple things and it can catch you and like a, a picture of something that reminds you of someone could be grief so it's like it's kind of hiding mm. in multiple things yeah definitely and I love the bit where it says before you've had time to slow down so it's like you don't even have to have like stopped like over lockdown. I think a lot of people had a lot of time to think. Mm. So you can imagine a lot of grief was happening through there as well, but mm. to actually be like working full force going and then suddenly it just like hits you and you're like, Oh my gosh, like I'm, mm. I'm in grief, even though I've, I've got to keep working. I've got to keep going. I can't stop. But yeah, yeah. that's the first line. Uh, the first ones at the last line says, when I remember how it felt to grieve after the bruised toe, um, mm. You almost forget, don't you? You almost forget what that feeling is and it brings back. And I guess that's part mm. of the shock, right? Yeah. Don't know if you've ever had to cry for like um, a film or whatever when you're an actor. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, think of something really sad mm. or, um, you know, think of it. But you can't really, can you? You don't, you don't, you don't feel it. You got to, mm. yeah, it's really hard to. Um, but yeah. This one, we, I was on set once and this one actor played, um, <laughs> he got the Cloud Atlas, one of the songs from Cloud Atlas, put it in his right. ear and like just listened to it and just started crying for this one take. And it's just like mad. I don't know That's why crazy. I thought Yeah, it's like a song made him grief. Uh, like, I don't know if he was, it evoked grief in him, but like he was able to emote through one song. I feel like I'd have to see something quite shocking to, like I don't cry easily. So yeah. I'd have to, for me, that'd be a dangerous game to play. I don't want to have to watch. But um, yeah, I, what I always used to do is I used to just not blink for 30 seconds. 
At least, <laughs> mm, like wow. at least you get like teary eyes, and that'll Just do like, right. So. Biologically, try and get <laughs> yeah. tears out, and not yeah, like emotionally. Yeah, biologically, <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was insane on set. Um, yeah, I like this. But my one gripe about this poem is that, like, it's called "It Was at That Moment," which I feel is like I, I get, I get why it's been done, and I get yeah. the meaning behind it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, your poem is called "It Was at That Moment." It's a meme. It's, it's basically a meme, a meme poem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that title's a little bit like you know when it says like three weeks earlier in a film. It's kind of yeah. it's got the same feeling to it. Uh, like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. I, I, I wish it was called like "Grief Is a They." I would love that. Right. That's it. That would be yeah. a great title. Ooh, I like that. Could, Grief is yeah. day. It mm. was at that moment. It's just the first line of the poem. Again, poets yeah. are terrible people to title things. I do get it. <laughs> I do get it. It is a bit like it being called, um, uh, you know, when you're in the middle of a film and you're like, uh, the record scratches and he goes, you're probably wondering how I got here. Yeah. Rewind. It feels a lot like <laughs> at b.lauren.poetry. This is a gripe I have with lots and most poets is that I think that they're terrible at, at, at uh, titling their poems. I think you fall into that camp. However, the poem itself is really good and I liked it and I'd put it on my wall. Yay! <laughs> Woo, there's not been one poem yet, but yeah, I think maybe the next one. <laughs> might change your mind oh, who, wants, who wants to tackle this next one because it's all over the map I'll do it I feel like it speaks for me this kind of all over the map kind of uh-huh. thing so this is called I Work Out Every Thursday by a guy called Rory McDade Rory McDade he doesn't have an Instagram I don't think he hasn't put it so okay um, yeah you can search him if you want <clears throat> so this this poem's a bit in a weird format so it's like an image there's mm. an image of a baguette and it's kind of in a weird structure but we'll read it obviously line by line how it is arms burn brow sweats here come the fucking baguettes tin 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 up down up down trolley chin trolley chin muscles ache aunt bessies bake skins tight heads light vision blurred have a word a damaged soul, incomplete control, right arm stretch, cashier, betch, built in a lab, out and grab, mechanic movement, Hitler student, complete action, good belt traction, times a fraction in the scanning faction, no, no time for bags, builder's arms, tits sag, scan, scan, <laughs> scan, this scran, scran, scran. Portraits bleak witness my demise. Handling these pies, body shuts down. Soul depletes, draw the chalk, lay white sheets. Judging eyes, anxious look. I feel ashamed for how long I took. Rather Roy Keane, red card, foul me. I work out every Thursday. I shop in Audi. I don't want to think of this one because I love it because it's so like abstract and like modernist. Yeah. But I also have no clue what's going on. <laughs> Feels like like I, I get a real Midlands vibe from it. <laughs> it's got like beat poetry, a feeling to it, like the, yeah. the, the yeah. beats of the 50s. But it's like very British. I like I like that. I also have no mm. idea what it means. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, try and analyze this thing because I think we need it. Arms burn. All right, so they're in, sweats. The, they're in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Brow sweats. Here come the fucking baguettes. Now, <laughs> see, this like, is in first line. Just, I'm already like, what? <laughs> it's well, yeah. Being half French, right? This oh, is. Sure. 
I think this is what we call slim, tall Frenchmen fucking baguettes. I'm not sure. That's just how I got. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Like when uh. I first met Jack, I was like, what a fucking baguette. What? He's very slim. He's not that tall, but I'm yeah. not that slim either. <laughs> not, not since lockdown. <laughs> not after Easter. Is is it is baguette some sort of gym terminology? I sound like such a maybe bloody Ned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then tin tin tin. It's just throwing all of these things that if these are references, I don't get them, and if they're not, then I, well, I don't know it, what 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 does a baguette evoke? Well, I mean, it, it's interesting because I, I think what's happening is that they're putting like the gym and the supermarket together. Yeah. Um. So you've got like the rhythmicness of like tin, 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 like he's getting tins off shelves, tin, tin, yeah. tin, yeah. up, yeah. down, up, down, trolley, chin, trolley, chin, muscles, ache. Like yeah. it's sort of like yeah. the workout is going shopping and doing all this stuff. Oh, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's like yeah, I like that. The mental fight between like trying to lose weight but also gaining weight from food and stuff, or just yeah. maybe just like the 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 day in day out routine of going to the shop and going to the gym. Like that's that that's their life. Maybe it's like a gym sequence of product placement. That's kind of how I see it now. <laughs> Sponsored by Aldi. <laughs> well, this is it. Is it Aunt so, Bessie's bake? It's like a workout montage in Aldi. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. This would be a really great like visual montage i do want to figure out what the hitler student thing is about though yeah because... i was maybe they study history <laughs> yeah i'm okay i mean i might be stretching it here i know that um <laughs> nazism <laughs> sort of took like friedrich nietzsche's idea of the ubermensch which is sort of like uh the next step in evolution for man basically yeah. mm. um and that was about sort of being like the the Ubermensch, it, and the Ubermensch doesn't really exist in Nietzsche's world, but Hitler and the Nazis sort of thought that it did, and that's where they went wrong because they started look being tra- like supremacists, basically. I see. Um, I, okay. I got a different vibe from it actually. So yeah. it says complete action, good belt traction. I can imagine something quite mechanical, and mm-hmm. I just thought of Hitler's way efficient way of killing people. You know the horrible okay. oh sure uh, ways he thought of killing the most people. In the mm. shortest amount of time, so I I saw an efficiency side to that potentially. Okay, yeah, okay, I can see that actually. That I think that's that's a better interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> Times a fraction in the scanning faction. No time for bags. Builders arms. They're gonna carry it all their food home. <laughs> they don't need bags. Oh, I tit sag is a bit interesting as well like it's, yeah. it's real small as well so it's like they're ashamed of that part so yeah like, i think Ooh. i think there's a losing weight like kind of ashamed of your body aspect to this mm. yeah because oh because there we go a couple of things are also in gold yes Ooh. yeah I, I like i mean maybe this will be re- reproduced on the website in this way as well but yeah like all the there's like different fonts and different some but some's bold some is in gold mm. and like yeah it it is really interesting uh choice to do that i think and I don't quite know why, what it means. <laughs> Unless it's like grouping certain lines together. Scan, scan, scan. <laughs> this scan, scan, scan. Knees weak. Portraits bleak. Witness my demise. Handling these pies, body shuts down. Witness my demise. Handling these pies, body shuts down. So like, again, I'm getting this, like sort of feeling guilty about eating. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just like shut your body shutting down. As yeah. Well. 
It's quite extreme, isn't it? This is not exactly an advert for Aunt Bessie's Bake, is it? No, especially <laughs> the like, next line. <laughs> Soul depletes, draw the chalk, lay white sheets. So, like, literally dead. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. a crime scene. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the gold bits are, like, the progression. Because the first gold bit was up, down, up, down, trolley chin, trolley chin, muscles, ache. Yeah. Uh, Auntie Bess's Bake. And out and grab mechanic movement. That's another gold bit. So mm. maybe the gold bit is actually progression, right? Of what? Of the workout. Okay, so like, okay, working out, working out, eating, out and grab mechanic movement, still working out, yeah. but the text is a little bit smaller, and then I'm dead. Yeah. Worked out too much, now he's dead, but it's... <laughs> he worked himself to death, trying to yeah. achieve perfection, like Hitler yeah. did. Yeah. Well, that, that's... Yeah, exactly. I, I was just going to say... Oh, well, yeah, it's... I was going to say, the last few lines... Mm-hmm. Um, it there's definitely this sort of shame, like judging eyes, anxious look. I feel ashamed for how long I took. Yeah. Mm. Rather, Roy Keane, red card, foul me. I work out every Thursday. I shop in Aldi, and I almost wonder, like I was saying at the beginning, about how it's like going to the shop is actually the workout. Um, mm. Mm. and you know, there's this sort of body shame going on, and it's it's obviously their own looking, judging eyes, anxious look at themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, and. Yeah, it it definitely feels like sort of male body shame. Yeah, uh, sort of feeling like you have to look a certain way. You have to, mm. you know, all that sort of sort of stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, I like that. I accept that as well. We've made quite a lot of good sense out of this poem. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes you like again because it's so like abstract. It's making you work it out, which is kind yeah. of like, yeah. <laughs> which kind of what goes into it uh, into the, the the meaning of the poem as well. Definitely. R- Rory, if you're listening, um, look for a poet called Gertrude Stein because she does exactly what you do with poems. She puts lots of things together, and as you like dive into it, you actually begin to realise what it's about. So have a look at her; she's she's really interesting. Nice. Also, the fu- the fucking baguettes uh, are more relevant now. We can imagine him going the first aisle. Usually, at Audi is a bakery aisle, right? So that's mm-hmm. the first challenge, the first obstacle is looking at those oh. nicely fresh baguettes. Oh. Arms burn because he's pushing the trolley. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Damn. All right. Okay. There's more to this poem than I thought there was. <laughs> I like it's it. It's great. I like Would it. you put it on your wall, Jack? Uh, not in my bedroom because I want to feel happy in my bedroom. But in the kitchen, kitchen? definitely. Yes. Yes, <laughs> nice. mate. Right in the Look. kitchen. We need to put some of these poems down the toilet, Jack. You're gonna have to. You have to choose some to bin. Oh no, to, they're to... all going in the toilet because I've run out of toilet paper. I made this very right. clear. Okay, uh, oh, but right. okay. for a while they can stay on the wall. <laughs> we need a bit of drama. That's all. That's all. Okay, I get. I, I gave criticisms. There was drama in there. <laughs> Fair enough. So this next poem is by uh, at pandas underscore prose underscore 2102. And it's called You Can Read My Drowning Words. You can read my drowning words, the meaning as you will. They flow from her heart, along with the current not still. Fact or fiction floating above for you to decipher, never to judge. Mm. It's intriguing. I like it. It's got a rhyme scheme. I like poems that rhyme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do, don't you, Jack? I do. And Charlie likes it, so you can bloody wrap it <laughs> and ruin it. <laughs> can, we, can we wrap this poem? Charlie, can you do this again, but wrapping? Let's oh, do it. No. Are you ready? <laughs> you can read my drowning words, the meaning as you will. They flow from a heart along with a current not still. Fact or fiction float in above for you to decipher, never to judge. Never to judge. Take it away. Great. 
I'm sorry, Pandas Pros. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh gosh, that's what we should just do a whole episode of just rapping and ruining like poetry. Like do a no, whole seriously? Emily Dickinson. If you have, if you have a poem you'd like us to rap, send it to us <laughs> and put. Please rap this, and we will do a whole rapping episode because I am down for that. Oh my god, yeah. can that be me? If if as the guest, if you do that again. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. So let's do this one. I think it's quite pensive and like the drowning, mm. the, the drowning is like, it's, you, it's slipping from view. It's going under the water. It's being consumed by something. Yeah. So it, it's sort of saying that I, this, this is what I'm saying from my heart, but it's, it's gonna, it's not gonna land. It's going to be washed yeah. away. It's going to be, sure. you know, it's, it's, it's um, not really listened to maybe. The context I've got of this though, is potentially pandas pros. Um, writing a letter of truth maybe to someone, a love letter or confession, mm. and then her dropping it into mm. a river or a lake, and then the words being like scribbled out, obviously from the water. Or um, oh, wow! But also like more of a sort of not a literal sense, but the words going everywhere in the sea, and her tr- and, like someone maybe trying to decipher it, trying to get like loads of words together, like a puzzle piece that's just mm. been broken, and you're trying to find all the pieces. But mm. not all the pieces are part of that puzzle. Okay. It's almost like a message <laughs> in a bottle. Did you just like sass click after your analysis? Did he actually? He went, he said, he said his thing and then he went, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. beat that. <laughs> it was a bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I think what I really like is uh, the metaphor of the water and like the mm. surface. Mm. It's like, um, Fact or fiction floating above for you to decipher, never to judge. It's like you when you look at a pond, you see the surface. You don't necessarily mm. see what's underneath. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like it's sort of like you only see the surface of me. You don't see what's deeper. You don't. Re- you don't. You can't read my drowning words because they are ah. deeper inside me than you. It's can the idea see. as well. When you look down on water, you can't. Sometimes um, you can be deceived by how shallow or how mm. deep it is. Yeah. Maybe that as well. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I get the the one thing that kind of confuses me about the poem is the uh, the change in pronoun. So it's you can read my drowning words, the mm. meaning as you will. They from, from her, her. her. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes back to you later. Um. Who, so whoever the omniscient person talking is. Yeah. It's their drowning words, but they're flowing mm. from her heart. Yeah. So it's that that confuses me. Maybe there's another person involved in it. Maybe. Mm. It's a truth about someone else, middleman, a wingman, maybe, Jack. Do you a like wing? being a wingman? Uh, uh, how did this get to this? <laughs> <laughs> how did, how did you get I was here? looking at the poem and I, and I turned back and Dylan was like, you like being a wingman, Jack. I was like, what? <laughs> what did I, miss? I, wonder if, I wonder if the her and the my are the same person and it's just, they've just changed pronoun for that line to make, like, it, it's to give it a gender, to get to... To... Oh, okay. I like the idea of it being like concealing something from someone else, but more parties being involved. I like the idea <laughs> of protecting someone else's feelings, maybe. Mm. Um, Sorry, I laughed because when you said parties, I didn't think of other people. I, I thought parties. What's the summary of this, Jack? Do you like it? This one, this one confuses me. This okay. Unlike every time I try and think about it, I go like. No, but that doesn't fit in with this line. Like everything mm. that I think, there's always there's there's a little too much ambiguity, and there's a little too much like meshing of of, of ideas. I think. Mm. 
Um, if if it if it truly is about what I initially thought it was, where it's like it's about how when your words leave you, they're not yours anymore. Mm. Then I like it. But if it's about anything else, then I hate it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I feel because I feel stupid if I don't <laughs> if I haven't gotten well, it right. It's it's interesting that you say that, Jack, because um, some of my literary theory that I did at university mm-hmm. talks about how we are constructed by language and words. Yeah. So the fact that you're saying that, like, um, you know, when your words leave you, you don't have control of them anymore. We see that in this poem as well. Um, but also the way that you can't control the way other people view you yeah. and people view us primarily through words and connotations and the things that we know about each other. So I think it's really astute connection that you've made about about that. And I think I think that's probably true, whether whether they intended that or not. I don't know. But hmm. to me, that that rings true with this poem. I think that it's about self and it's about the construction of the self. Hmm. I also get the theme of social media from it as well and how um, you talked about how we see people with what they say yeah. like when you've been friends with someone a long time on Facebook you don't necessarily really know but someone you might have met hmm. um, and then they post some bullshit that you're like how, why would you even say that and instantly like for me it's conspiracy theories if someone's put something really stupid like yeah. oh COVID isn't real scandemic or whatever that immediately I'm like right what an idiot i'm gonna unfriend them or like right it, yeah it's immediate it's like an instant connection you don't that's that's a, that's very modern and new you know that's not something um that we used to be able to do and i think people have been able to uh, people being braver as well to share this kind of shit you know they share yeah. what they yeah. think mm-hmm. um so i feel like it yeah it, it's almost reminds me of like a facebook timeline or a social media timeline the whole flow mm. of it the current Okay. Um, ah. Fact or fiction floating like that's the thing, yeah. isn't it? People think their opinion is fact nowadays. Um, yeah, yeah. And you have to decide Epidemic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fact or fiction floating above. Yeah, but you're also not allowed to judge it. Apparently, you're not. You're not allowed to judge someone's opinion, even though a fact and actual science destroys mm. that opinion. You can't mm-hmm. say, "Well, this is." You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel bad now. Good, because this person has written like. <laughs> There's, like so, think of the poem as as her drowning words. She's written them; they yeah. flow through her heart for literally for us three to decipher. But then we went yeah. and judged it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So now I feel that's horrible. It. I'm sorry for hurting your heart. You're part Pandas of the problem. Pros. I, I I think that's really interesting, Dylan, and yeah. as well when it says along with the current, that could be the current of water, or also mm. the current issues of the day, yeah. what's currently happening. Like on Facebook, it's always about what's current. It's never about what yeah. happened yesterday. Yeah. You know the the fast flow of media that we have these days, and uh, yeah, I think that all fits in with the construction of the self. Like you know, the Facebook is another construction of ourself. It's like mm. an org augmented part of ourself. Like people. Mm. Talk about like cyborgs and things being an augmented person, but with Facebook, we are cyborgs in a way because we've extended our sense of self to the internet. Yeah. So we've been cyborgs since glasses, right? Something like that, yes. Or, or like <laughs> or walking diaries, because you can offload yeah. memory onto like writing. Um, That's true. Uh, we've always been androids. So that's the truth. That is, yeah. As soon as you said cyborg, I looked at Jack. I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> So would you put this one on your wall, Jack? Is it going up there or is it going down? Or I think this poem is about writing poetry. I think the, de- the decipher line for you to yes. decipher. Mm. I, think, I think this poem is about writing. I think it's a meta poem. I think ah. I would put this on a wall, but not necessarily my wall. Okay. I like that. I would graffiti I like this onto some sort of 
Oxford Wall. <laughs> Oxford, Oxford Wall. Wall. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for everyone that submitted their poems. Uh, we've really enjoyed reading them, and yeah. we'll definitely do more of these. If you'd like to submit your poem, uh, you can do so by going to ihatepoetry.co.uk forward slash submit hyphen poem, uh, and you'll you'll find us there. Uh, if you do like this show as well, please show your support by following us on Instagram at I Hate Poetry Podcast and telling your friends about the show. Podcast and chill. Podcast I, and chill. Am I called to <laughs> plug my Instagram? Yeah, of good course. For it, man. So I have this series on Instagram at the moment where I'm reading a, a series of 34 books uh, that have been recommended to me on Facebook. Um, and I'm trying to do something fun with each of the pictures. Uh, uh, the Daring Greatly one is especially good. Check it out. I'm at jack the green i'm surprised you got that name to be honest um well yeah i was i I went for jack greenwood but uh because that's my name but um (laughs) i guess it's a popular name jack the green so i went jack the green because there's something else in it (laughs) you should have body painted yourself in every picture uh well like the hulk yes i think that's yes bit much but thank you for the enthusiasm Okay, Jack the Beanstalk. <laughs> There's so many you could have done, man. You could have done so much of this. Jack and the Greenstalk. I li- yes. I, I, I actually didn't... I was drunk at a party... Party? Why did I say it like that? I was drunk <laughs> at a party... Like Uber English. <laughs> a bottle of water. Went to Aldi, got drunk at a party. Yeah, Aldi. Aldi. <laughs> a bottle of water. At a party. Thank you, Jack, again for joining us. It's been an absolute honour. It hasn't been like an honour. It's been all right. I wouldn't say an honour. Uh, all right, you were you were doing so well with the the compliments and then <laughs> just now. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>